Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the English and Englishman show. We've reached the heady episode of number seven, I believe, Mr. English. Why, why is it heady? What does that mean? I don't know. Just sprung into my mind. Yeah? Into your, head. into your head. The so, what are we even talking about? I wondered if you knew any of the right answers. The right answers? So what's the question? What do you mean? The right answers about writing for your business. Oh, I get it. Right, as in W-R-I-T-E. Oh, hang on a minute. I haven't done the timer. Oh. oh! Stay tuned, folks. He hasn't got the timer. Right. Okay, this is just how professional this, this outfit is. We just... If I don't... Errol, do you ever do any preparation for this show? Because I don't. I, um, I have to say... I do, I, I do get a cup of tea. I do get oh. a cup of tea. How many people write in and thank me that I actually use the timer? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're in the thousands. It has started. Twenty minutes, friends. We will not go on much longer. When he says we, when he says we, folks, he means me. I have no idea why. Precisely. Right. Then, come on. Let, let's discuss this whole subject of writing. Okay, oh. now we're not talking about writing letters per se, but perhaps we are in a kind of a digital context, but we're talking about writing in a way to communicate with our, I guess, potential customers in a digital context. You mean writing for business, right? Writing for business. Right. 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 Okay. I'm glad we don't have captions on this video because, you know, that's going to be confusing. So listen, what's the deal with writing for your business? Why do you have to write for your business? Well, you have to write sales letters, you have to write your web page, you have to write, okay. Let's just take the simplest example, writing one-on-one, -on -one, not a proposal, no pressure, but just basically wooing them winning them over, telling them that you are quoting Daryl Griffin, adding value. Mm -hmm. You love that. Can you stop saying that? Probably one day. Thank you. When people but do. That would be very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so on, hang on. Before you get into, I mean, who are we writing to? Right. Okay. So we're going to write to prospects, basically. Who? Prospects, potential customers, people who are going to buy from us. Other human beings. More importantly, who, what? Other human beings, you mean? They are human beings and they are other human beings. And when they write to us, they sometimes drop a few hints. When they comment, when they respond, when they complain about something, not necessarily complaining about our service because they haven't yet come to our business. They're not yet clients. They're not yet clients and so they haven't started to complain. They haven't had a reason to complain yet, okay? But when they are chatting, when they are, hey, Anthony, uh, I really like your post. I'm seeing you online. What am I going to do? Well, being a good friend of, well, a colleague of uh, Mr. Daryl Griffin, then I'm not going to go and say, this is your lucky day. Here is... Uh, here is my service, mm. my service. Here's what I've got to offer. That's slick. What do you mean slick? <laughs> Just being English sarcasm. That's all. Oh. Mm. 
Am I ever sarcastic? Often, actually. But... Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, actually, in Australia, we, we, we don't pronounce the T, often, often. I know it says oft 10, but we, but it's not off 10. It's not even off 9, it's often, O-F-E-N. Well, it's pronounced, it's, the T is silent. Along with it, English. Okay, I will listen to you. So, silent T. Now, when you are writing, I, I'm amazed how often I'm doing a direct message on LinkedIn. Now, this could happen on other social media. And I'll do a direct message with somebody and I'll be whinging about something. I'll be complaining about something. I'll be praising something. I'll be having some profound insight. I'll use an example. And you know what they'll say? No. Would you like to guess? No. To do with right. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks. It's <laughs> really good. We've got to get a script next time. He's got to like, you've got to get the cues. He just like, he doesn't, they say you should turn that into a post. I see. Yes. And that is a post. It takes me three minutes to write a post on the whole. Now, that's admittedly very fast. I don't, I don't say that you are not a writer if you can't do it in three minutes. But the, the stuff that you're writing about is not to some anonymous audience of people who are ready to throw stones at you. Mm. But you make, a, you make a valid point. Very often, my content comes from conversations with people. So if you're not in conversation with your network, with your connections, with, you know, if you're not actually actively engaging with people, you're not going to get these little nuggets of... Well, what, what a lot of people think about are things like writing an original post. Got to come up with some idea that nobody has ever thought of before. Yeah. And you don't have to do that. You no. can write a little comment. You can write a little thank you. You can, uh, there are so many different ways that you can <clears throat> add value and you can, you can do that without it necessarily going out to the masses. Well, you, well, you know that I, knowing me as you do, I tend to, to approach this a little bit more strategically. Well, you're a strategic man. You're a strategy man. I noticed this on your LinkedIn profile and you are tr attracting people who like to think strategy. Yes, but people like to think strategy because they don't have the time to just spend hours and hours doing this stuff. The reason I mentioned strategy is that as a root, I think as one of the root causes of having writer's block for platforms like LinkedIn is that we don't know the four Ps. The four Ps. The patient. Who's our patient? You know, who, who is the person that's come to us for treatment? Oh, do you, uh, you actually use that patient? Patient, yeah. Is that, do they call themselves patient? No, they don't, but... You do. Okay, they, all right. They, it's okay. It's okay. Who am I to object to four Ps? Go on. What's, what's the pain that they are in? All right. Why have, they, that one. why have they come to you for treatment? Okay. Only then do you think about your prescription for... Oh, I like this. ...the pain. Yep. But you've also got to communicate the 
prognosis. What is the what's going to happen benefit of your treatment? Okay, and um, I think if you know those four P's, that is a really good way to start being able to write more uh, content. All right. Okay, I'll play your game, but I'm still a bit, how does this actually come into practice when somebody calls you up or emails you and says, hey there, Daryl, I'm thinking of getting some, what else, what do you do? What what do you do? Some LinkedIn, what what do you do? They want want, um, to, to, they want more, they want more clients typically. Okay, they want more clients. I'm thinking of getting more clients through your service, whatever your service is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. my, my service is business coaching. Yeah. I'm looking to get more clients. What do you charge? How much? What's your price? And so, how are you going to how are you going to do the four P's then? Well, then we have to first of all, I have to an- analyze where they are at and specifically what they need. So I go through my LinkedIn strategic analysis. Oh, so now we've got a strategic analysis plus four Ps, but you're calling them a patient. How are you going to do that? Because they've come to you and they said, how much do you charge? Yeah, but I don't, I can't tell them how much I can charge until I know what the problem is. It's no good. Right. It's no good them coming to me as, as a, you know, physician quote unquote, and me saying, okay, sit down there. I'm just going to give you an injection. But, but doctor, you don't even know what the, what's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> this will do. Go on. Off you go. Um, no. So I think in, in, in my experience with a lot of the clients I work with, once they know patient pain prescription prognosis, that helps them not only position themselves well, but also helps them write content a lot easier because they're not trying to be a generalist. They're being very. Right. Okay. So one thing that drives me batty on, and there's a lot of things that do that. Okay. But one thing that just drives me crazy is all of this generic language around live your dream and have freedom and save time and money and grow your business and stuff that is, Blah. Yeah. To use the technical term. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's where, okay, I get it with the strategy. I get it. And the pain, the, oh, sorry, the patient, the pain, the prescription and the prognosis. Have I got it right? You have. Four Ps. Fantastic. I get that. But what I'm trying to understand is how does that become specific? Because that's all still very general too. Mm. It's a great metaphor. I agree. But, and, and this is the biggest problem that I think most people have when they are trying to start writing or trying to get some writing done. They don't, don't know who they're writing for. Well, yeah, but then, then it does become clearer because you are only going to be writing for your patients, right? You're not right. Trying. Not for other doctors. Not for other other experts to show them how good you are. Not to teach people how to become an expert like you. You're writing for your patients, and mm, then, and you are point. poking the pain. 
Isn't that manipulating? Poking the pain. What, what you're actually... Uh, 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 poking the pain. I asked you a straight question under cross-examination. Isn't that manipulating? But the patient may not know what the problem is. So any good doc, you know, you won't have, you won't necessarily know you have appendicitis unless the doctor pokes you in a certain place on your body. Um, right. He's got to poke you to make you yelp. <laughs> um, so maybe that's what we, maybe we need to add another P, right? Is pain, no, the patient, pain, poke. <laughs> <laughs> Prescription and prognosis, five Ps. I don't think I, think... I think the pain thing, I think the poke comes in under the pain. Yeah. Exactly. So make sure you poke the right patient. Exactly. Because that's positioning, is that if you poke the wrong patient, you're not going to get that patient waking up. No. They're just going to be annoyed. So what I'm glad about is that we've not talked about any kind of the types of posts and things. Let's leave that to one side. We've kind of talked about the pos some of the possible practical angles on it. Let's talk about the mental barriers to writing and the like. I think there's only one. Fear. Yeah, yeah, but there's a perfect example of a generalization. That's exactly the problem that I was just talking about. That's the pain. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, here's what I mean. If you don't know who you're talking to, then you're talking to everyone and everyone is not your audience. Yeah. That's why you need to know who your patient is. You need to know who your patient is. And so I, you know, if you've got some positioning, if you've got your, if you're not clear who it is that you're talking to yeah. or what their problem is, what their painful problem is, at least what the symptoms are, then your writing is going to be off because you want to cover everything just in case. Hey, I'm a general doctor. If you've got any health issues at all, if you have something sore or not working or not functioning as it should, if you want some advice, like, yeah, not very interesting, is it? No. Okay. So here's the thing is that you will know if your positioning is right and if you've identified your patient correctly, you will know from two signs, three signs. Number one is that people are going to say, I know exactly who you mean. You've made me think of some, somebody. Do you remember on a, a previous episode of the English and Englishman show, I told you that I had changed my positioning to go from my headline, even on LinkedIn, to go from I help people I help entrepreneurs, I help business owners, something like that, mm. to I help women. Well, that was okay. But then I went from I help women to I help Rachel's. Now, every time I say I help women called Rachel, people say they're thinking of somebody, someone specific. Yeah. They're not even be called Rachel. So that's the first sign is that people are going to think of somebody. Yeah. As soon as you start talking about that, does it hurt here? They're going to think of somebody. Second sign is they're going to think of themselves, right? They're going to, they're going to start volunteering and just say, can you help me? Mm. I'm intrigued. I'm captivated. I'm curious. I'm amazed. You absolutely nailed it. 
It's like you read my mind. Can you help me? Okay. Yeah. And then the third sign is that you are going to alienate people. People are going to say, I don't get it. What do you mean you help Rachel's? What do you mean this thing about uh, strategy, LinkedIn strategy? I really don't like this. I don't think strategy is important. I think people just got to get down and get doing, doing things. So once you've got those, one of those three, two of those three, ideally three, you will know that your positioning is on target. So you actually do want to alienate people. Yes. Yeah. Which is hard when you're such nice guys like us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it'd be nice to alienate a few people from <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> well, the thing is that I've noticed this myself. Soon as I, soon as I did that, I, I had people say, look, I don't get it. I, I, I don't think that's really a thing. I don't think it's, a, I think you're offending women. I had a few, a few, a bit of pushback there. You're talking down to women or are you talking down to women? Once I had that, then I knew not because I was going to talk down to women because I'm not doing that at all. But once I had chosen a position, I knew that I was on target when people started, started protesting. Yeah. But that's not the goal. The goal is to help the patient with the prescription so that they've got a prognosis. Did you like that? That's unusual. I like it. Pain, prog how's it go? Pain, patient pain prescription prognosis. Yes. In fact, the least, the least important of those is the prescription. And, the, and yet the prescription is, is usually what people talk about. So if you ever flick through your LinkedIn newsfeed, most people are being prescriptive, either directly or via some kind of thinly veiled prescriptive post, i.e. a humble brag. It's all about me, 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 me. Yeah rather than about you patient i know i empathize i know what it you know i i know what it feels like that hurts there doesn't it and i know how to get rid of that pain that's really the 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 game here so the so, so the solution i mean leading with the solution is like selling root canal surgery yeah 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 well yeah mm. you've spoken about this before yeah well what? sometimes i come up with the same thing again is that okay Fine. Because I'm not sure that you often listen. Often. Listen. <laughs> now that's what I like, a little bit of interruption. Yeah. We've got an interruption. This is like the BBC, you know, the big famous BBC fellow doing the episode and then the children come in. Of course we both work from home, my friend. <laughs> is that? Uh, um, yeah, okay. So here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying. Start writing to one person. Not a persona, not a buyer persona, not a customer avatar, but write to an actual real human being who you know and then say, can I cut and paste that and turn that into a post? Right. Can I actually turn that into a post? Because that's the basis of a lot of my posts. 
don't you get stressed about that background noise? It adds a little bit of flavour. Flavour? Mm. I like vanilla. Magnolia. I know magnolia. It's your wall. That's and, magnolia. And, sh and your shirt. That's it's called American something. Is it? Yeah. American Mist. No. It's got a nice name. I don't know. Yeah, okay. All right. I've got to fix the lighting in my... I thought we were talking about writing. So, okay. so does this mean that we're going to expect a post from you or an article or a blog post or an entire ebook about Magnolia and how my shirt doesn't match? No. Okay. I, I, no. Oh, because I'm sure that would go viral. Like it would just, that would be. The perils of Magnolia. For perils, of perils of Magnolia. Okay. So let's get back to it. You are writing, you are responding to somebody. You are speaking to somebody and the clearer that somebody is, the more likely you'll be focused on the message. Thank you so much. It's been an absolutely wonderful uh, episode here. Daryl, I am really touched. I'm riveted. And I must get that sorted out. I'm going to go and have to see that as a patient. I'm going to have to go and see the doctor because I've been riveted to my seat. Um, Can we put up one of those signs that says like joke, laugh, you know, something like that. That would be good. You know, I think people chuckle along occasionally to our, as, as, as my wife Heidi says, you know, they have a certain rapport and repartee between us does she so that's the audience my wife doesn't listen to this did, did i tell you that my daughter said that she's been listening to the ENE show well good for her oh well she was actually quite a very well educated young lady but you know but you basically you, you locked her in her bedroom until she listened to <laughs> no she found it quite by chance she found that she listened to, I, I i'm shocked mm. What can you do? That's amazing, my friend. Well, I think we've given some value there, given some direction, some some overview of this whole subject, and uh, value, and we often do. And hopefully, lots of people were listening, and what? Just one tea, just one tea, and listening. Watching, <laughs> listening, and watching. Friend, until next time, we'll stop prattling. And um, Mr. English, thank you once again. See you soon. Bye for now.